Have a Appreciate great day. you, as always. There they go, Chaos Theory, doing their thing, as always. You know as well as I do, those guys are amazing. You never know what you're going to get from them. But as you know, it's 11 a.m. It's your boy, Harbaugh Hards, and I'm sitting here ready to get into hanging with Hard. As a sports fan, you know, I've seen a lot. I'm, I've seen the winners. I've seen the losers. I've seen the rise to the top and the falls from grace. I've seen the underdogs, and I've seen the bullies on the block. Throughout it all, all we ever want to see is competition, and that is all I want. Just go compete. That's how I raise my kids, and I'm sure that you're raising yours the same way because life, you have to compete. And that is what I'm looking for this weekend as everybody goes out to compete starting tonight. Shout out to my man, CB. Shout out to Sal. As always, thank you for joining Hanging with Harge right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I am your host, Harbaugh Harge, Mr. 254. Um, and today we're going to take a look at tonight's NFL matchup against the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles hosting the Vikings. Primetime Kirk, what are we going to get from Kirk? Jalen Hurts, what are you going to be able to do? Is this team for real? They were both uh, taking an L and up against it. Philadelphia was up against it last week, but they ended up getting a victory. Uh, we're also going to talk about Wyoming versus Texas. And, of course, I will talk some Major League Baseballs. Those Atlanta Braves are rocking their popping bottles, and they win again, and the Astros finally beat the A's. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get right into it. There's a lot of news that has been coming out, and um, – we always talk about this NFL season. We talk about college football. I said yesterday, this is the big time for sports fans. MLB baseball is starting to heat up. I'm excited as all get out because this is the time where you get to figure out who is that person, who is going to be the prize fighter, as we were just talking about. You see the big bullies. You saw how... Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas, and nobody really even thought about it. Initially, everybody figured they were going to be in Japan. You're going to get up. You're going to watch the fight. Mike's going to go over there and knock him out. Little did people know that Mike was uh, partying, not really even training that hard, staying up late, doing things that he wasn't supposed to do, because when you have success, people look at you in a different manner. People start judging you. And I told you about the rise to the top. Well, when you get to the top, everybody wants to try to figure out a way to knock you down. That's just the way life is. That's the way people react. That's how people carry themselves. Uh, everybody wants to see you succeed, but they also want to see you when you're on your way down. And that's that's very disappointing in a lot of ways. A lot of people go through things like that. We've seen... Uh, people talk about, as I said, Mike Tyson and how vicious he was, but everybody wanted to see him fall. There's a story right now that we've talked about before, and we're going to continue to talk about it because it is the talk of college football. Deion Sanders. The thing that really drives people nuts about Deion Sanders really bothers me because you act like he's not the same person he's always been. That's how he got to that level. That's why he was able to do the things that he was that he accomplished 
because he was that brash. I saw an interview with Dion the other day talking about his time in high school and how he didn't get an offer until his senior year. Oh, and by the way, Deion Sanders weighed 150 pounds going into his senior year. Think about that. Think about that part of it. No one believing in you. I saw an interview with him talking about nobody came to my game. There was no support from the family. You know, everybody was working and nobody showed up for him. That's why he works the way that he works and carries himself the way that he has because he's always been this person. So why is it that Dion is such a lightning rod? I'm not even going to call it for old heads. I'm not even going to call it for that. I'm going to call it for people that grew up watching him as a player, not him now as, as a head coach. And the fact that he's having success, that to me is why people are upset. Because those people truly wanted to see him fail. There's no way he's beating TCU. That's a team that went to the national championship game. There's no way that is happening. What is wrong with you guys? Can't wait. They're 21-point dog. He goes out there and he wins, has a lot of success, has two players that were immediately put in the Heisman Trophy candidacy. And the first thing that everybody says, oh, man, I don't think TCU's that good anymore. Oh, man, you see all those guys that they replaced? Oh, man, I can't. There's no way that that should be happening. Oh, it's happening. And then the next week, he goes in, and everybody's following him. He gets up. He goes to a big noon kickoff. He goes and talks to the people, and he does his thing as only Dion can do. And then all of a sudden, he wins again. First, first quarter, not good. He says it. We weren't, it didn't look like we were prepared. I, I got to get in there and get this speech, get these kids going and try to figure it out. Not swearing, not being disrespectful, not walking up and down the sideline, MFing people and telling them they better get their stuff together. No, none of that. The man doesn't cuss, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, and everybody's talking about role models. You want to raise your kids that way? I want to raise my kids with confidence in themselves. Because if they don't believe in themselves, who's going to believe in them? That is what Dion is doing. Dion comes in and he gets rid of everybody. He gets rid of everybody. That team was one in eleven. The team was one in eleven. What are you talking about? You wanted him to, you want, you mad because he got rid of those kids and brought in some people that were hungry. And now he's having success and you hate it. Not everybody. I'm not talking to everybody. I know my girl T loves her some Dion. She's a big fan. The prime effect, and I will not stop saying he needs a raise. 
He makes people uncomfortable, and that's the problem. But why? It's not like he popped out from nowhere. It's not like this was a guy that, as everybody's talking about AI, that just came out and he's artificial intelligence and you just dropped him down and he became this person. Go back. That's why he was a top five pick in the NFL. And we talked about this. Dude is a baller. I was fortunate enough to be in big league spring training in 1994. Dion was with the Atlanta Braves. I was with the Montreal Expos. And we shared the same complex. So we saw each other every day. I was fortunate enough to go out to a bar, club, quiet little spot and hang out with he and Marquise Grissom and just listen to these guys talk. Yes, I was young. I was I was the man, and I was still trying to do my thing. But I took the moment to sit down and listen to these excellent players, excellent men live their lives and understand how they're at this level and the success. And, you know, money was different back then. It's not what it is now, but it was still, they were both still making a lot of money. But these guys were reserved. They were talking to each other about family, friends. How do we do this? How do we do that? And this, this, this guy, Deion Sanders, All you see is the person on TV that he's always been. That's why he's Coach Prime. If you talk to Deion Sanders, it's a different person. But everybody isn't able to have that alter ego. Because I was watching Steve Harvey last night. I was watching Steve Harvey last night, and there was a situation that came up. And this was the, the court show that he has. It's pretty funny. I mean, he ain't a real judge, and he'll tell you right off the bat, and he'll say whatever. He calls somebody, he said, you about the stupidest dude I've ever met in my life. It was funny. I mean, the entire thing was funny. But there was this group of acapella singers. Three of them were suing the other three because they didn't want to sing, sing um, buy all these sequence clothes. They didn't want to be all the sparkle. They just really wanted to go in there. One side really wanted to, to sing, and that's all they wanted to do and, and have the clothes that they wanted to wear that's not sparkly and glittery and all that other stuff. But the other side thought it was important for them to wear those types of things to set themselves apart because they were teachers. They were dressed a certain way in school all day, teaching these kids. And they got into an argument basically saying, I want to spend the money on this because I want to have my alter ego from time to time. And that is awesome. That is awesome. 
the sequence. I didn't like the clothing, but it's not for me. Just like right now, the way that everybody is coming at Dion because they wanted to see him fail. It is amazing to me. And the fact that people continue to want to disrespect him, however you want to look at it. And I was thinking about this too because Matt Rule came out during that time and he was talking about, I would never ever disrespect the coach. I would never ever do uh, this this that part that he was saying about Shador. And I appreciate my man CB saying this because this is 100% my thought process about how they went about it and the disrespect. Now, Matt Rule may not have been the person that was disrespecting Dion Shador or the uh, entire Colorado Buffalo team. But there is always something that you need to motivate yourself. And sometimes you got to put things in your head, i.e. Michael Jordan. It's funny to me because people always talk about Michael Jordan and his competitive nature, his competitive sickness and what he was able to do during this time. And we feel we watched the last dance and we heard the story of of the, uh, Michael Jordan not being talked to in a restaurant. And they're like, what? I, I, I didn't even see Michael Jordan in there. I didn't even know he was in there. But Michael took that. Somebody said something to Michael on the basketball court or they're walking through the airport or something. And Michael just, hey, Mike. Oh, I didn't like the way he said hi to me. Whatever it takes you to get you to that point, take it there. This is comp competition. This is a competitive nature. So these are guys that are out there that are fighting limb for limb. Every single play is a car crash. And whatever that competitive angle that you need to take, take it. But one of the things, and all the coaches that you've ever listened to, all the people that you've ever, uh, uh, whoever your, your coach is that you like, they always talk about, we don't want to put bulletin board material out there. You remember when Sam Ellinger was yelling, we're back. And everybody was like, you're assuming. Then some were like, man, I wish he wouldn't have said that. There's still a lot to do and you still got a lot to go there. I don't know if we're really back. So be careful when you say those types of things. And people used it against him. Now, Sam balled out. He did his thing. And, you know, but you got to have, you got to have everybody in the same boat. You got to have everybody rolling in the same position, in the same way. That's PJ Fleck. That's his statement. We got to roll. We got to roll. But when you talk about people and what they do and how they go about it, it may not be your way, but you can't restrict people and put it in a box to make everybody do the same thing. Everybody's coaching style isn't the same. Everybody's walk of life is never the same. But don't judge it and don't condemn it. But here's the thing that really is getting underneath me right now is because this is an opportunity for two African-American coaches to uplift each other because we all know the numbers. 
And I'm not going to make this a black and white conversation because I know it gets you guys in a, all flustered. Because it's not always about race. But when you're looking at this position of leadership and head coaching and director of men in a sport that is predominantly played by African-American men, and these guys work hard to get to this mountaintop, it's, it, it hurts a little bit. It stings a little bit. But back to my point about bulletin board material, if you want to pump up your team, whatever way it may be, do that. But as they told you before, don't disrespect the people that you are going up against. Even Nick Saban doesn't disrespect people. But Jay Norvell, former Texas Longhorn coach, offensive coordinator, unbelievable that he decided to go here. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, and his buddy over there chuckling. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And please, there's a, you could have done all of that and felt that exact same way without putting that out there like that. I know you thought you were with the company and you're in there trying to fire up the troops. But it's very, very, very disrespectful to try to tell somebody else how they should carry themselves. And you don't even know that person. That to me is why this game and this must see TV. Like my man Sal said. Sal said, that is what it's all about. It is must see TV because he's got everybody's buttons riled up. He's got everybody turned up. And that is the thing that has got me fired up too. And CB, you're right. I wasn't even going to go there, but I'm glad you brought it up. There's pictures of Jay Norvell at press conferences with his hat on, his visor. So that's what I'm saying, man. People keep receipts, and people are mad that Dion keeps receipts. Oh, why is he keeping receipts? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just let it go and see what happens. No, 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 no. When you make this bed, you finna lie. And you are about to get all the smoke. So Dion Sanders... I know, I know Shador is definitely trying to figure out how he's going to put up 500 yards again. Travis Hunter going to dance like primetime when he get in the end zone because you know that's going to happen. But it was interesting, too, because Dion, he kind of made me laugh on this one because, as you know, a lot of people don't know about rivalries. Um, there's some kids that are born in a different time. They don't, they don't even know Dion as a football player. They just know him as – a guy that he's seen on TV because he used to be on the NFL Network. He did some talk shows. He's done some things in his life. There's a whole group of people that don't know that the Dallas Cowboys won championships and that Dion was on that team. 
So for a guy from Florida to go to Colorado, he probably doesn't really know about all these showdowns and what it's called and all this other stuff. But Dion has some answers to give to people because he was trying to let you know, I'm laser focused on the team. I don't know about all this other stuff. You got to give me one at a time. Now, you just got me all hyped up about the Nebraska thing. You just bombarded me about that, right? And that's tradition. That was tremendous tradition. Now you wanted me to understand about the Rocky Mountain Showdown. So you got to give me some 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 verbiage or some, you know, some literature on something, you know, just to brief me. But trust me, um, this, is, this isn't my first rodeo when it comes to that. I, I, I think the Falcons and the Saints were quite a showdown as well as playing against the 49ers as well as the Cowboys 49ers I can keep going Cowboys Philly you know Cowboys whoever was always during showdown uh, baseball as well so it's always some type of adversity that you have against uh, someone in close proximity of you yeah I had two divorces which was a heck of a showdown too <laughs> so don't tell me about a showdown huh? <laughs> That dude, always, he's a quote machine. He's a quote machine. And he keeps it 100. And he's trying to figure everything out out there. You know, you, you got to remember, too, he expects success, but he also understands the challenges of getting to success. It goes back to my point of what I talked about at the very beginning. You just got to go out there and compete. That's it. You're going you're gonna to be part of the conversation regardless if you want to be or not. But this young man, well, I'm not going to call him young because he's older than me, but this gentleman is raising a football team that has already exceeded expectations. The over-under is three and a half. I'm talking about wins for the season. They're already at two. Last year, they won one. Let me find out. Let me look up my man Phil Steele because I don't think that they had that many wins the year before that either. As a matter of fact, I think they were picked last in the Pac-12 this past year. So for for me and what I've seen from Dion has kind of put, you know, some realization on the possibilities. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I expect Dion to make the playoffs or go undefeated or anything like that. But what I do want y'all to understand is this young man has gone out there and put up Ridiculous numbers. His son is a Heisman Trophy candidate and put up big numbers. And his son wasn't even in. Shador was not even in the top four uh, quarterbacks in the league coming into the season. You got Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, and Cam Rising. Cam Rising has been hurt. So you start looking at who they are and what they are and what they're already becoming. You got to put some respect on their name. And last year they went one and eleven. The year before that, they went four and eight. COVID year, they were four and two. 2019, they were five and seven. 2018, they were five and seven. So come on, folks. Put some respect on that man's name, whether you like it or not, whether you like Boulder, whether you like Colorado. Put some respect on that man's name and let him continue to do the work. And I understand y'all probably tired of it coming, being thrown down your throat. It's okay. I enjoy watching it because I'm here for the show. And that's what we're here for. We're here for the show. Let me talk about the people that are special to us, uh, the folks over at Covert BK. Make sure you get over to Covert BK uh, this Friday. Well, actually, you go over there every single day. They got cars on top of cars on top of cars. Whether you want a Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram, 
make sure you get out to Cobra Bee Caves. It's got 42 acres in the hill country of Bee Cave, and you can definitely get all kinds of brands that you are looking for. They've got 86 service bays, so if you need any car service, they will take care of it, and your wait time will be minimal. Can you imagine how many people are out there getting their car worked on at BK? 86 service bays that makes sure that you can get the service that you need. Go to covertbcave.com. That is covertbcave.com. And this Friday, my man Casey Stutter will be out there signing autographs and doing a little Q&A with everyone. My man Bucky Gabo and, of course, BK will all be out there. Go to covertbcave.com. It's beautiful out there. I was out there last Friday and had an unbelievable time. Great people out there. And if you're looking for a Ford, go to Ford Huddle right there. Like my man Mike Capps says, just a long home run from the Dale Diamond. Or you can go to Ford Lincoln and get that looked at right there off of 183. That's Covert Ford. I mean, excuse me, CovertBK.com. All right, let me transition into baseball real quick because there's so much to get into. And I want to talk a little bit about this Atlanta Braves team. The Atlanta Braves last night clinched their sixth NL East championship. Or uh, six in a row. They are now 96-50 and after their 4-1 victory over the Phillies. This is becoming a dynasty, folks. You know, kind of like the time in 1990 through 2000s, where every year it seemed like the Atlanta Braves, except for 94. That's why we went on strike. We went on strike because my Montreal Expos were about to take it over. But I digress because we did have a strike, so we can't always say that. But team was stacked. Team was stacked. But I do... uh, I do believe that this team is just as good as those Atlanta Braves teams. As I said before, you got six straight now. And the way that this whole thing went down, and you think about it, in the 90s, they had Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, primetime Deion Sanders was a part of that. They had my man Marquise Grissom on that squad, Ryan Klesko, Javi Lopez, um, they, they just had some ballers on those teams. Then you sit there, Brian Jordan, football player too, by the way. They had two football players playing for the Atlanta Braves. One was a safety. One was a corner from Dion and Brian Jordan. And then they both played on the same baseball team. Pretty cool thing right there. Think about that. But this team also has some arms. You look at Spencer Strider, who is nasty on nasty on nasty, leads the major league. With 259 strikeouts, he's 17 and five with a 3.73 ERA. If he can stay healthy, they're going to be just fine. Charlie Morton, former uh, Houston Astro, throwing that heavy ass sinker, that busting bats like Maddox used to do. Maddox had a hell of a two seamer. Uh, he's 14 and one with a 3.42 ERA and 177 strikeouts. And then, well, of course, we got the hook'em, baby. I got the hook'em. Bryce Elder, who's got a chance to come up there and and get after it. Bryce Elder is twelve and four with a three three eight ERA and one hundred and twenty Ks. But then you also have, I think his name is Rizel. Rizel. 
Uh, Inglesias, who has 29 saves on the back end, and A.J. Minter coming off the left side with 10 saves. So they have a balanced pitching staff. But it's real easy to go out there and pitch when you have threats at the plate every single day on the offensive side of the ball. Their offense is ridiculous. They have 282 home runs as a squad. Nobody's even close to that. Nobody's even close to that. 282 home runs. And yeah, thank you, CB. They have 14 consecutive divisional titles from 1991 to 2005. They own the East. You remember how we always talk about the Patriots and how they were dominant in the uh, AFC East? Well, that's exactly what the Atlanta Braves are to the NL East. Well, let's get back to their offense. That They are led by the absolute freak of a superstar named Ronald Acuna Jr. He's played every game this year. Remember, Acuna has had injuries throughout his career. He's played 146 games this year, which is amazing when you think about it. You start thinking about it too. The numbers that he's put up. He's got 133 runs scored. He's got almost 200 hits. And when I say almost 200 hits, he's got 199 hits. He's got 37 home runs, 32 doubles, 97 ribbies, 66 bags, and he's batting 335. And he's about to become a 40-40 guy. I believe the last one to be a 40-40 guy was A-Rod, and I'll get to him in a minute. I mean, think about that. A 40-40 guy with those types of numbers, and he's actually might become the, well, he's already the first 37-66 bad guy. He might be a 40-70. That's unheard of. Unheard of. But again, he's my now odds-on favorite to become the MVP of the NL. I'm a big Mookie Betts fan. Mookie Betts is a 40, he's about to be a 40-40 guy too, which is another ironic situation. Both of these guys are going to be on teams that are on a collision course to be in the, to represent the NL in the World Series. But then you add in Olsen, Matt Olsen, the first baseman, he's got 51 home runs, driving the ball all over the place. And that's a one-two punch between he and Ronald Acuna Jr. Well, then you go to L.A. and you look at the one-two punch of uh, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who, by the way, was the first baseman last year for them. Who would have thought that this would have been a flip like this? It is so crazy. And, you know, I just talked about the home runs that Olsen has hit. Olsen just tied the record with Andrew Jones of 51 home runs in a season by uh, uh, Atlanta Brave. Well, Freddie Freeman is about to become the first player to have 61 doubles. I mean, 
this is unbelievable. Some of the stuff that we are starting to see in baseball. And I told you guys yesterday, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros. Houston Astros finally defeated the Oakland A's last night. Yay. Maybe it was because I was talking trash about them and what they needed to do. Um, But that's what ended up happening there. And then you get a chance to, to watch this Texas Rangers baseball team, which found out yesterday that they were going to lose Matt Scherzer for quite some time. And now what are they going to do in that situation? Well, they continue to, to make some changes. And Jordan Montgomery, who came over in the trade, right before the trade deadline, that's a great move for them. That is a great move for them. He went out and pitched a great game yesterday. And so the Rangers have now won five in a row. They're continuing to creep up into that uh, wild card position which I thought that they were supposed to be in from the very beginning because they had that great start. Tampa Rays had that great start too, and they struggled a little bit. Now they're pretty much even ended up losing their player. But I do want you to understand that since that, and my man Jared Sandler, I told you, follow him. If you're a Rangers fan, find out this information. He tweeted this yesterday. The baseball gods haven't been kind to the Rangers of late. Since the All-Star break, They've lost the players. They've lost players to the uh, IL. Corey Seager, I told you yesterday, he missed 40 games and still putting up ridiculous numbers. Jonah Heim, catcher, very important. Josh Young, who was up for rookie of the year out of Texas Tech, he was out. He was supposed to be the rookie of the year, and he was actually leading this team in a lot of categories and was leading major league rookies in a lot of categories, as you can see right there. There's Texas Tech back there. Texas Tech. I know. Don't don't hey, don't get it twisted. She's a horn. But you sit and you look at it. You lost Adolis Garcia just recently. He was an all-star. All these guys that I'm naming are all-stars. Nathan Uvalde was on the DL. IL, excuse me. They don't use DL anymore. I know. And now you're trying to get him back in the rotation. And then just yesterday. Scherzer was deemed he's not going to pitch at all for the rest of the season, nor in the playoffs, they don't think, because of tendonitis in his uh, bicep. So for me, as you look at this team and you look at what's happening with them, for them to be in the situation that they are and still have this possibility of making the playoffs and really getting after it in the playoffs is quite impressive. It's quite impressive. And I told you just a little while ago that the Atlanta Braves have 282 home runs. The closest to them is the Dodgers at 226, 227, excuse me. There was a home run here last night. 227 home runs. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. We are seeing some historical things that have happened. I know a lot of people were upset with the speed-up rules and what was going on with that. No, it's on point. It's on point. The game of baseball is in a very, very good price. 
And I can't wait to see how this photo finish is going to happen. I'm working on getting some uh, folks with you uh, to talk a little bit more about the Atlanta Braves. I'm working on getting some folks in here to talk about the pennant race and what the expectations are. So be patient. Your boy's going to talk some baseball. And I know that we got some uh, folks that really want to talk about the Cubbies. Sorry. They got a chance. They're begging. They're begging to get there. Uh, that was a team with a, that might have the Cy Young Award winner on it. There's some numbers that are out there that might back that up. But when you start looking at what they are, are trying to do, they're in the race. I don't know how close they are. But they, they are in the race. They are in the number two wild card spot. They're up two games. But they got a tough road to hoe, and I'm hoping that they can hold it together. Because baseball is always good when the Cubs are in it. And I know for most people, when you say the Cubs are in it and the Cardinals are not, really, really makes people happy. Some people. I'm a former Cardinal. Don't forget that, folks. I'm a former Cardinal. But, yes, it is a uh, – it's a fun time to be involved with baseball. It's a fun time if you're a huge baseball fan. And just like anything else, pennant chases are always exciting. Let me tell you what else is exciting. We have a new sponsor. And I can't be happier to be part of uh, Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, go to pestwranglers.com is where you can find your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is a locally owned small family business that's been around since 2006 and its basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started by the owner who was tired of companies that did not know how to treat their employees and their customers right. You know if I'm working with them, it's the place to be. Pest Wrangler service most of the Central Texas area. And if you're needing with help with mosquitoes because it rained last night, termites, you're definitely going to be looking for those or rodent control or, or inspections for residential or commercial properties. Please do not hesitate to give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. Pest Wranglers won't even make you sign a contract because they believe if they're keeping you happy, you will always make sure you call them. They got five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, and Angie's List in all referral sites. So make sure you, if you have any pest control needs, call my friends over at Pest Wranglers. Go to pestwranglers.com today. I'm glad to have them as a sponsor. They were sponsoring with me before, and I'm always down to help those guys out because they are good damn people. So I also want to talk about the NFL tonight. Um, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, you saw the performance in which your guy, the Cowboys went out and dominated the New York Giants. So anytime you get a chance to scout the competition, it's very important to see that. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles defense has been good as advertised, as always. They have so many guys on that defensive line. It's amazing to me that we continue to talk about the front, the front four, front seven, the front, you know, on both sides of the ball. And those are some things that you continue to see. And I've talked about this before, about the University of Texas. I know other teams and other people have talked about this. If you have uh, good trenches, you're going to be in every ball game on both sides of the ball. Because if you got good trenches on offensive side, you're going to be able to run the ball. Now, Kenneth Gainwell, the leading rusher for 
uh, Philadelphia is going to be out of this game, but you still have running backs that can do it. I know they lost Miles Sanders last year. He's playing now with Carolina Panthers. So the depth that you once had may not be there for this game, but you still have all these 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 big men up front that can move the pile and you can kind of grind the game out every once in a while. And you got Jalen Hurts too, who's gotten becoming a better passer, but he's also deadly with his legs and he's stronger than most of the people that he plays against. Um, but if you look at that defensive line for Philadelphia and what they bring every single week, they're going to be tough. They haven't even got everybody because they're so deep. Like they're resting people. Only certain people play certain plays. And so whatever the situation may be, you have so much depth that you provided on that defensive line and the help that you provided for this have been very interesting to me. And, you know, we talked about Dallas, and we're going to talk about Dallas uh, tomorrow, but you talk about how you can move people up front all the time. That is impressive to me. Because sometimes you miss on certain certain guys. They haven't missed on the defensive line at all. And what helped them get to that point was what better place they, to go than Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs had a ferocious defensive front. That's why they are where they are right now, back-to-back national champions. Um, people think that they're going to be a third national champion. Don't forget about USC, folks. Remember when everybody thought that they were going to be able to 3 P? It's a long horns got them, dog. Long horns got them. But anyway, I digress. But you sit here and you look at this team and you say they are molded in the right way. Now, the biggest problem for me and the um, the biggest problem for me and the um, thought process of the Philadelphia Eagles they lost their offensive coordinator and they lost their defensive coordinator, respectively. One is in Indianapolis. The other is in uh, Arizona. So the, the camaraderie that we've been talking about for the Texas Longhorns, same voices, listening to the same conversations, breaking it all down. That is the one that I'm looking at. How is that going to cover this week? And you look at Minnesota. Prime time Kirk Cousins, baby. Now, I must say, I watched the show The Quarterback on Netflix. I don't care that he wears Gap or a cold, got his cold box clothes. I ended up liking Kirk Cousins. I did. I thought he was a genuine guy. He was a competitor. Going back to the point that I made, just compete. Thought his wife was hilarious, his kids, and how he would spend his time with his family, but the way that he programmed himself in the drive, in the car to the field, and calling plays in his head, that is preparation. That is preparation. But, we all know that Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has uh, 
some different things that are going on throughout. He doesn't play well in prime time. Even with the weapons that he has, he doesn't play well in prime time. So I can't wait to see. Justin Jefferson was very upset after last week's game. Thought that they let one get away. Now you got a big challenge coming up, going against this Eagle defense, playing against the runners-up, or however you want to call it, the Super Bowl team that lost. How are you going to prepare? I'm excited because as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I want to see how these guys match up. I want to see what Kirk Cousins is able to do since everybody want to call Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins the same. Not even close, folks. Not even close. But I also want to see how this uh, Philadelphia Eagles deep offense is constructed. As I said, they lost their offensive coordinator. How is Jalen Hurts reacting and learning new offenses? I know they might try to keep a little bit of the nuances that were part of that offense, but how good is he going to be during that time? So we shall see. We shall see how this all plays out. But uh, if I had to pick one tonight, if I had to pick a winner tonight, I'm going to go with the Eagles to win the game. But I do believe that the Minnesota Vikings will be able to cover um, the spread. And I'm not sure what that number finished at as of right now. Let me check real quick. Sorry about that, guys. Let me check real quick. The spread tonight is six. Oh, yeah, they're covering it. I think it comes down to a late cover because one thing Kirk Cousins can do, he may not win the big game, but he normally makes it exciting and he normally can break it all down. Um, I want to also bring up the fact audiovisual consultations. Audiovisual consultations is the place that you want to go to get set up your home theater, your outdoor patio. If you want to put some sound out there, he will be able, his crew will be able to come out and take care of that for you. Do yourself a favor. Give him a call at 512-255-8678 or go online to avconsultations.com. Whatever you want to do, he can hook you up. He has been in business since 1988. So that means that he's been setting up bars, restaurants, and your home all across. I have him in my house. He's set up a beautiful TV set up for me. You've probably seen it on my social media. Uh, it's been outstanding. So go to avconsultations.com. Also, I want to make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, but most importantly, like, subscribe, and hit us up on the YouTube channel. We have a great lineup. We have a bunch of great people that are working with us. Also, shout out to Fire the Cannon crew. They made their debut yesterday. Uh, Fancy Boots and Rocky Osborne are amazing follow on Twitter. Those are good people. They bleed burnt orange, and they will let you know if it's good or bad. They're going to also let you know. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook as well. Uh, Shout out to all the sponsors. As I said, we got some new sponsors that are part of this. Uh, Cover BK, Pest Wranglers, All Stab Beer, No Impurities, No Regrets, Relax the Back, Top Gun Rental and Lawn Equipment, uh, 7-Eleven, Last Stand, Syntex Tickets, Woods, and again, audiovisual consultations that I heard this morning. I was te- texting with Dr. Danny 
you know, because I work in the healthcare field. So I've known these people for quite some time. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. Glad that they are a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. We need you to be a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. As I said, like, follow us, and hit us up on all social outlets. You know, I tweeted out this information earlier today, and I was talking about should snitches get stitches? And I know a lot of people are perplexed by that, and they're trying to figure out what the heck is Harbaugh talking about. Well, to be honest with you, I just want um, I want you to know that during some time, I've had some friends that were part of the Balco scandal. And if you, for those that aren't familiar with it, it was pretty much the scandal that broke up Major League Baseball, where everybody was being accused of steroid use, and everybody had to go to Congress, and that's where you saw the finger pointing by Rafael Palmero. Uh, Sammy Sosa decided he didn't, uh, he couldn't speak English. Um, that's when all that started to happen. But the one person, oh, Jose Canseco was another one. He was another one that was snitching on people. So it was real interesting to, for that to be happening. But as you sit here and you think about this, the one person that always seemed to uh, cause a problem was Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez became that guy that was always trying to look out for himself. And the one thing that a lot of people do whenever they're trying to look out for themselves is they want to point fingers. Now, during the investigation, Alex Rodriguez talking to the FBI agents during this time decided it was okay to kind of rat out some people. Now, we all, well, not everybody. I've been in those locker rooms. I play with some guys that I know that were not clean. And I've said this before. They went on to play in the big leagues and have careers, make a ton of money, and never look back. And people always ask, are you mad? Are you mad? Why would I be mad at them? I was there. I had the opportunity to do it. I just didn't. One reason, I hated needles. I ain't gonna lie to your boy. Your boy used to be scared of needles, dog. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. Your boy was scared of needles. So I, I wasn't gonna go that way. Um, if I weren't scared of needles, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was presented. But the one thing. I've always said is your business ain't my business. So mind your business. And people say, well, some guys probably took your job. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But still didn't rat them out. Still didn't go over there and snitch on them. 
You didn't say, ooh, 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 come interview me. I know this person did this. I know this and this. Didn't care for that. My inadequacies was on me. Things I didn't achieve was on me, not anybody else. So I'm not pointing fingers or throwing stones at anybody. But Alex Rodriguez, who was already successful, you were already in the mix, bro. You were a superstar player. You had achieved things that other people dreamed of doing. Talking about the 40-40. It all happens. It's okay. But Alex Rodriguez, who is smiling in everybody's face on TV nowadays, Coming up, Keen is sitting here, and a report came out today in the Los Angeles Times that Alex Rodriguez actually it came out yesterday. Sorry, Alex Rodriguez snitched on Manny Rodriguez and Ryan Brown and an unnamed player. Then the report goes on in 2014, he was summoned. Uh, to to my federal agents to come in and talk and he was the one that decided to sing all day. Now, Braun's career is over. Manny went through all his stuff. Manny was playing overseas at one point, playing men's league. Manny was doing everything, playing men's league baseball too. Everybody has gone on and the investigation went on. There was, you know, A-Rod got suspended for 162 games and basically a whole year, and then he wanted to come back. And, and it's still one of those situations that you always wonder, not necessarily how you were viewed, but you always wonder why you felt like you needed to go and tell on somebody. If you are the one and you made your own decisions, you're a grown person. Why are you the one that has to go and tell on somebody else and ruin their lives? You were complicit to it. You were there. You had your own situation that you were dealing with. Why are you bringing someone else down to make yourself better? Now you look like a rat. Nobody was going to jail, taking steroids. Nobody hurt anybody from taking the roids. Some may say it hurt the game. Some may say it, it did some other things to it and tarnished records and all this other stuff. I get that part of it. But you were part of the situation, my guy. So yeah, I got a big problem with Alex Rodriguez ratting out other people, smiling in everybody's face, acting like they cool, 
Hey, Rod, you, you bought teens. You was making so much money, dude. You could have just let stuff rock. Not a rock. He wants to tell on everybody. So I'm just curious. You snitches? Get stitches? Some might say yeah. Some might say yeah. Before I wrap this show up today, I wanted to talk a little bit about my buddy. And, you know, everybody used to always say, Harge knows everybody. Harge knows everybody. I call I, I, I was called Mr. 254 because I'm always representing, as you can see, Colleen, Texas, representing 254. Got shirts, got everything. Matter of fact. You see it? 254, K-Town. That's what we do. Represent. It's my son's shirt. But, there's one guy that I am a big fan of, good friend with. We talk regularly. And it is one Quan Cosby. Quan Cosby is a guy that has done a lot of things in his life. Um, played in the NFL, got drafted in Major League Baseball, had an opportunity to play the game, both games at a very high level. He's been a friend. He signed a picture to my kid when my son was born, just representing the University of Texas. Well, this weekend, my man Quan Cosby will be inducted in the Texas Longhorn Hall of Fame. Hall of Honor, excuse me. He can be in the Hall of Fame for all I care. Um, but he is one of the genuinely cool people in this in this world that I'm a big, big fan of. I've always been really, um, I, I cherish those moments that we get a chance to talk and hang out. So I wanted to salute that young man. He represents the 254. He's uh, a great person, went to the School of Social Work. He's done great things around the university. And I just wanted to wish him uh, a congratulations and best of luck, and I know that you are going to continue to do great things. I'm really, really proud of you, and I'm glad that I could call you one of my true friends. And speaking of true friends, today was the day that we lost a good man and my good buddy, Sean uh, Adams. Um, I was with that guy for a very, very long time. He's been a very good mentor. He was a mentor to me. He was a uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And he always had an encouraging word for everyone that he came in contact with, whether you 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 loved him or hated him. He was one of the best people uh, in my circle. And I used to see him every day. We would have drinks every day. We would talk about life. We would talk about our kids. We would talk about sports. We would just talk in general. And today is a very sad day around here in his community, in his family. I talked to his mom, his brother, and his sister this morning. I will talk to his wife, Karen, Alex, and, and Damon today as well. But he always used to leave us with something. His, his, his catchphrase was always, the dream is free, the hustle is so separate. So that is why I will say that today. But he also inspired me to come up with my own. And that's why I say, don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. 
Peace. And here come the boys. BK. And, of course, Trey Ellen. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing today? Doing great. That was very heartfelt there, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. The dream is free and the hustle is so separately. Go to work, baby. Mike, Mike, real quick before you uh, say goodbye, I actually tried sugar instead of salt when I was preparing dinner last night. It did not go well, so I gave some added meaning <laughs> in the show quote. Thank you for that. That's why we say don't believe everything you see, baby. <laughs> uh, great show, Harge, and well said at the end, my man. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys, as always. Do a great job. See y'all soon. Brother.